Welcome back to Inside Asia. I'm your host, Steve Stein. There are few businesses in the world that have a sales and distribution network as vast and varied as the tech giant Hewlett Packard. HP has been building and selling personal and enterprise technology for over 80 years, and during that time, it has assembled an ecosystem of business partners that reach from Beijing to Belfast. Not surprisingly, that kind of network generates some significant revenue. HP today is a $60 billion a year business, and according to my guest this episode, 85% of that income is derived through tens of thousands of distributors, wholesalers, and retail operators. HP has mastered the art of building and coordinating its partner networks. So it may come as no surprise that when it comes to driving a corporate purpose and sustainability agenda, enlisting its network is mission critical. Here to discuss how it's done is T.C. Ung, HP's Managing Director for Greater Asia. In coming weeks, we will feature on this program conversations with some of Asia's most purpose-driven institutions. Our discussions are founded on in-depth case studies and created in a three-way partnership between Inside Asia, the Conference Board, and the Center for Creative Leadership. One year ago, we came together to introduce the Asia Corporate Leadership Council, which today is comprised of 20-plus Asia-based CEOs, regional managing directors, and heads of family-run businesses. It's a select group of senior individuals representing best practice corporate purpose. The case studies and these accompanying podcasts are designed to demonstrate what corporate purpose in action looks like. Before turning to my discussion with TC, a brief word about our sponsor, Quilt AI, also a purpose-driven organization. Quilt is a mission-first technology company that helps large organizations use the internet more purposefully. It's looking to reverse fractures in society and generate empathy while helping organizations understand their consumers and beneficiaries much better. They give time and money to causes they care about and in service to people and planet. Inside Asia is pleased to be associated with Quilt AI. For more information, do check them out at quilt.ai. T.C. Young, thank you so much for joining us on Inside Asia. Hi, Steve. Nice speaking with you again. We're going to talk about HP and the role uh, it's playing in the space of corporate purpose. So thank you for, uh, for coming on and discussing it with us. Um, I guess the opening question is different organizations move to embrace corporate purpose and sustainability for different reasons. What's your understanding of why HP decided to get on board? Yes, Steve. Well, you know, for us, HP is a strong um, legacy, strong history. As a brand, we are 82 years old. And when our founders, uh, Dave Beckett and Bill Hewlett, founded the company in 1939, you know, they had this HP way as a ma- which they developed as a management philosophy, right? It centered around things like trust and respect, you know, focus on high level of achievement, contribution, uh, integrity is important to how we do things, teamwork, innovation. But all this was centered around being a good corporate citizen as well. So since the early days, I'll say that, you know, corporate citizenship, doing good while growing has been pretty much part of the HP way, you know, which is, you know, sort of like evolve, you know, into our DNA. So that's very much a part of what we do. So I'll say that it's not something new. It's always been there for us at HP. And of course, this topic has evolved and uh, has taken a slightly different shape and intensity. And today it's morphed into, you know, what we call a sustainability framework, which we'll talk about shortly as well. So can you say that it, in fact, took the corporate world a little long to catch up with HP? Is that what we're saying? I think it's a fair comment, yes. Mm, That's my view. 
Yeah. <laughs> and of course, it's it's in vogue now, um, this, this idea of sustainability, corporate purpose. And, and I guess if you wouldn't mind, take us to some of the foundation aspect. What are areas where HP has chosen to concentrate on its quest to make a difference? Right. So for, for us at HP, um, we've, we've developed a sustainability strategy, which essentially has got three pillars right, for us. And sustainability is around the three pillars of people, planet, and community. So it's not, you know, frequently when we talk about the sustainability topic, people think and can re- relate more to the planet topic, low carbon footprint, which is the obvious one, you know, a circular world, etc., and all that. But for HP, we've developed a sustainability framework, right, over the years, like I said, right, uh, from good corporate citizenship, doing good in the local communities, etc. And it's quite clearly morphed into a framework where it's around people, around the planet, and around the local community. So th- those are the three things that we're anchoring our activities and efforts around. Was that born of areas where HP had its own natural and obvious areas of capability? Or were these some a framework based on uh, UN uh, SDGs or other uh, ideas which were then imposed upon or encouraged by uh, the community? I think, it's a, I think it's all of the above, Steve. I think, um, you know, over, over the years, we realized that, um, you know, first of all, you know, do diversity and inclusion, for example, having a diverse workforce means that we are better off as a company. We get more, better business results, more diverse ideas. And diversity means age, race, uh, gender, you know, beliefs, etc. all of the above. And, and we know that as a company, because we operate in over 170 countries around the world, having a diverse talents, diverse workforce has just made us fundamentally a richer, a much better company. And that's gotten us good results. Mm. I think secondly, you know, around the planet, of course, with the whole climate change agenda topics going on at the moment, you know, how things are showing up. And of course, in the last 24 hours, you know, the United Nations has issued a code red, right, for the planet, uh, you know, climate topic, etc. But of course, we've seen all these things building up over the last couple of years. That has also made us realize that with the scale that HP has, you know, almost a $60 billion company, I mean, every minute, you know, we are shipping more than 100 PCs, you know, more than 900 ink and toner cartridges, right? And, and close to, you know, like I said, over 100 printers as well, every minute, every day of the week. We know that if we choose to do the right set of things uh, uh, for smaller carbon footprint, right? All the way from uh, supply chain, manufacturing to choice of materials, all the way through to making an impact out there uh, in go-to-market uh, uh, models, etc., we can have a big impact, you know, on, on planet, mm. right? And of course, for local communities, because we have such a vast footprint, we also realize that with the scale that we have, you know, certainly we can do things like close the digital divide and, and make sure that, you know, we're building representative workforce of the communities where we operate, etc., yeah, science has its advantages and disadvantages, which is something we'll touch on in just a minute. But, but as HP's Asia-Pacific Managing Director, what issues or challenges have you had in implementing programs under the three pillars? In other words, uh, what's your method for regionalizing purpose? Right. So at HP, one of the good things that, that has worked in our favor is that our, our board, HP board, as well as the executive leadership team, They've actually over the years developed what we call a materiality index, 
right? Um, if you can picture this, you know, the X and Y axis, right? On one axis, we have the, on the X axis, for example, initiatives that we pick around people, planet, community. What is the impact for, to a business perspective? Has it got a big impact? If we do more of this, will it grow the business or be a headwind to the business? Well, on the Y-axis, is also the impact to the sustainability topic, uh, be it planet, community, or people. So certain initiatives will have a bigger impact, positive impact on the planet or negative impact. So we try to plot at the global level, um, you know, initiatives. Uh, and if you can imagine, there's a threshold, a cutoff across the X and Y axis. Anything in the top right hand of that graph in general will be, will be guided to do things that are in the upper right quadrant. So with this index, what HP has done at the global level with the board is big initiatives globally, they pick it that way. And then at, at, the, at the region and country level, we float up different ideas that we have. And we also map it on that index. And where it makes sense, we also similarly would pick, you know, uh, have choice points of what we want to do. And of course, we're going to map between the global agenda and us to make sure that we're not overcommitted. So somewhere, you know, even though things are all in the top right, we have to kind of decide, right, with the resources we have in terms of manpower, money, you know, time we have, what do we pursue? So we have some level of discussion before we eventually land them. But that's the general framework. Yeah. And of course, in a large homogenous uh, market like the United States, it's a little bit easier, isn't it, to some degree, whereas uh, you're overseeing um, dozens of, of countries in this part of the world, all with their own set of criteria, levels of maturity, access issues, regulatory environments. So um, it becomes, in some ways, from an execution perspective, more complex, does it not? Yes, Certainly. I mean, you know, uh, in fact, at the global level, you can argue too, right, with uh, operating across Americas, uh, EMEA, Middle East, Africa, and Asia Pacific, so to speak, with so many different types of countries. It's a similar headache, so to speak. But at the same time, you can view it as the cup is half empty or half full, right? Half full because we get the choice point of doing things in emerging and developed markets and decide which has the biggest bang for the buck or impact for us. So, you know, you're right. In, in a way, it's complex, but yet, on the other hand, it offers us opportunities to, to do things in different settings, right, where it makes sense and where we can leverage our technology or network to do things. So you go into some of these programs knowing full well you, never, you may never recover you know, financially, there won't be a recovery point per se, but a greater good will generate other benefits for HP and its stakeholders. Is that right? That's correct. Because the way we look at it, Steve, is that, for example, right, um, doing this, this pursuing this sustainability agenda, right, um, and not just for making money, but also generally speaking, right, we have a purpose-led agenda and clear objectives will also help us attract talents. Right? Because we, we know that in order for HP to succeed, we need to attract a multi-generation workforce, which is inclusive of Gen Y, Gen Zs. And we also know that with the younger uh, cohort of employees, they're, not, they, they, you know, they're very selective. They're not just working for, uh, for a business that they like, for example. They're also asked a lot of tough questions around what is the company's agenda around sustainability? You know, what do you do for local communities? What is your stand on uh, uh, LGBTQ, for example? You know, what is your stand on this? You know, and, and I think for them, th- these things are important and, and many of them associate with and want to be related to a brand that is purpose-led, you know, when it comes to these topics. 
So these things also, for example, it's not about short-term payoffs, right? It's about the longer-term ability to attract and retain talents. And this singularly may be the biggest issue across all sectors and all corporations in this part of the world, which came initially as a bit of a surprise. You know, how can it be that so many young people are prepared to basically interview their future employer, make the decisions on their terms uh, versus doing what you and I probably did in the day, which is just uh, accept, bow and gracefully exit the room? Yes, I think it's so true. I mean, this is how the world is evolving and, um, you know, all of us have to keep up, right? I think this is the reality. And, and plus, right, on the, on the corporate and big, big account side, the enterprise side of the customer segment, many big companies too, you know, you know have, an, have a, a ESG agenda and, and they are looking to their suppliers, right? They are looking to suppliers who subscribe to the right purpose and share the same values as them. Mm-hmm. So in a way, right, whatever we're doing here, Right. Um, it's important because in order to show up and be selected as a supplier or vendor, you know, say like in my industry, if I were to compete when a big tender comes up for PCs or printers, some big banks, some big companies, you know, are, are saying, look, if you want to put your name in the hat for the tender, here are f- a couple of things I'm looking for. You know, and I want to check your credentials, you know, on this ESG topic of sustainability. So it's equally as important as well, right? And and some of those things need time, right? And, and it's not just about doing things in the short term. It's what your company is doing in the, in the short to long term as well on these topics. In, in Asia, how pervasive is that where large enterprise sales opportunities require you to meet certain ESG or sustainability standards? Well, I think it's in fact becoming more and more pervasive now. I think there are governments in the region that already have started to uh, uh, build that you know, in, into their requirements. Mm. And of course, there are many companies that are global, right? Banks that, for, for example, Standard Chartered, you know, wants to be the, the, the greenest, most sustainable bank. You know, they operate, for example, in every country here in Asia. And, and there are many of their competitors likewise, right? HSBC, Citibank, and it's just the FSI. But many other industries that are global are the same. And many of them operate out here. And this is just talking about top of the customer pyramid, right? You have many mid-sized Companies are starting to think that way as well, et cetera, et cetera, and, and government institutions and all. So I'll say that, you know, Steve, is getting more and more pervasive, right? And not just in the developed countries, you'll be surprised, but even emerging ones like Indonesia, Malaysia, you know, there are customers there that, that basically talk that way now. So to do business in the future, it'll be a requirement. You, you need to get on board with these protocols. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. Well, 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 that, that gives us an opportunity to bridge into the next subject. And, and I guess it would be helpful for you to explain to our listeners um, how dependent you are on channels and partnerships to drive your business in this part of the world. Right. So HP, we are close to $60 billion of revenue globally, right? And 85% or more of our business goes through channel partners. And when I say channel partners, it's a mix of distributors, system integrators, uh, resellers who buy from distributors, as well as retailers. And of course, in the new world, we've got the omni-channel type as well, the marketplaces, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, JD uh, in, in um, China, uh, Shopee, Lazada in Southeast Asia, Rakutan in Japan, for example, etc. It's all of the above. And for us, because of our scale and the size of our business, 
we know that you know um, if we can leverage this network of partners, right, um, to do something about it. And in fact, leverage on the sustainability framework we have, the solutions we're selling, etc. If we can get them to also walk the talk and and leverage some of these things that we're doing, then we know that in in a way we are able to amplify or magnify or amplify our impact, you know, on 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 these topics. So so that's why from a context setting perspective, as a company, we know that we already have a good agenda around it. And based on our size, we know that we have a certain level of impact. We're happy about it, but we know that we can do more uh, through this big external ecosystem of stakeholders that work with us, right? So that's the idea behind it. And and corporate purpose, as you and I know, is only as good as its execution. So I'm hearing you say that um, by virtue of this ecosystem of suppliers and partners across all these different areas, enabling or assisting or supporting them and understanding how to also live and operate purposefully is part of your agenda. Could you explain that? Exactly what is it that you're doing? Right. So again, with this external ecosystem of stakeholders that HP work with, right, there is on the supply chain type, people who sell components and materials to HP, right? So there we have, a, we, there's also potential to do something. But in this conversation, I'm not focusing on that. I'm focusing more on the go-to-market side where we sell our products through the, the ecosystem of what we call channel partners. Now, what we've done is uh, among the ecosystem of HP channel partners, right, um, there is a group of partners uh, that have signed up for a program called Amplify. And Amplify by itself has nothing to do with the sustainability agenda. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a channel partner uh, a program that essentially helps us to certify, work with our partner in, in a more uh, managed fashion where we equip them with the right tools, uh, infrastructure, skill sets and all to sell HP products. To and traditional in, best practice. Traditional best practice, mm. right? And in Asia Pacific, we have about you know, 5,000 of these partners you know, out of an ecosystem of 20,000 that we work with that are in the Amplify framework. And the Amplify partners actually contribute to the bulk of our revenue. Over 70% of our revenue come from this smaller group. And then there's a long tail of other partners that sell a lot of our revenue as well. But within this Amplify group, we reckon that if we go to them and tell them that, you know, since HP has got a big sustainability agenda, we would like you to join us on this journey of making the world a better place, right? And, and what we've done is um, we basically told them that, look, we've put a lot of effort into this sustainability topic around uh, p- products, around the people and the community topic. And because you are the key business partners of HP representing us in the market, we like you to do a couple of things for us, right? One, we invite you to take a pledge, you know? Um, and we also offer to do an assessment for you, first of all, to, to see, you know, and, and this assessment is done by a third party, right? Around your company's knowledge and capabilities around sustainability, around the people, planet, community topic, you know, how well are you aware of these topics, you know, and how well is your company equipped, you know, to deal with these topics, right? Uh, in terms of knowledge, sellings, uh, et cetera, and all that, right? Um, so, so what we've done is we've organized two levels of participation for our partners, Right at the at, at the very basic level, we, we have a program called Catalyst, you know, where we want our partners to sign up um, and say that um, you know, look, if you are interested to join us on this journey uh, of, of doing it, right, then we want you to essentially take a pledge 
do the assessment. And, uh, and then, you know, with, with the assessment, then at least you know where you stand, right? So it's not just a Boy Scout pledge, but a pledge to do good and all that. And then after that, please, as you profile your deals, look at your sales funnel, share with us, you know, deals that are associated with sustainability, et cetera, and we'll track that over time. So that's at the basic level. Then at the higher level, for some of our partners who are more sophisticated, who say that, look, I'm really into this, you know, because remember the resellers that I spoke to you about, they are small, medium, big type of partners. The big ones, some of them could be locally listed. They're really big corporation with thousands of employees, well-organized, selling to big accounts, government, and, and they, sustainability is not new to them. So for them, some of them may say, you know, we are beyond the entry-level stuff. So for them, we offer a change maker, a, a higher level of participation, which means that, you know, they, we still offer them the uh, assessment, right? And then they do the pledge. And then beyond that, we want them to actually develop a sustainability plan around HP products and solution. And we're willing to not just pay for the assessment, but also assign them a consultant to work with them to develop this sustainability plan, right? Mm -hmm. Of how they intend to, sell around people, planet or something, but build us a plan around it, right? So this is again for partners who want to commit at a higher level called catalyst, uh, change maker. So, so when you do this, you front the amount. And if you just do the math on this, you know, assessment for 50% of that 5,000, I mean, we're talking about a, a sub, sub significant amount of investment from HP in order to enable and improve the quality of its partner delivery, right? That's right. The commercial value of this assessment is about four or 5,000 US dollars. Yeah. If you were to do it standalone, right? Yeah. And, and approach the companies. So it's, it's a fair amount of money, but of course we are doing it at scale. We've got some breaks in pricing, but still, it's still a couple of thousand dollars, right? And you multiply it by the many partners that we have, it can cost uh, quite, quite, a, quite a handsome sum, so to speak. But our goal is this, right? Of all the amplified partners, our goal at HP is to sign up globally at least 50% of these partners by 2025, right? Today, we are you know, ending 2021, going to 22. I would say that based on my experience in Asia so far, I've managed to convince 26, close to 30% of my Amplify partners to sign up. We're not quite at 50, but at the same time, I still have like, you know, two, three years to go before 25. I'm already at close to 30%. So we, mm. we, we are definitely ahead of the linearity in signing that. I'm very optimistic. But yes, there is a cost involved and we're investing in it to do the assessment. And also we're building up a, 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 a portfolio of training for our partners beyond the assessment that we've put onto portals, that our partners can assess and do self-training at their own time, et cetera, including the cost of a few consultants, right? To work with the bigger partners who want to be change makers. So TC, the end game here is to get your partners to start to operate more sustainably. So you'll be looking at, um, will you be tracking or will they be sharing with you the uh, gains and the, the, the changes that are occurring? For instance, uh, green supply chains in terms of its reusable or of its packaging or its, its replacement, replacements or replenishables. Are, are there, these are all the things that you do as HP, as an organization in your own supply chain. Are you then asking them to volunteer the data back to you so that you can track and report on that as well? Yes. In fact, uh, again, um, what we want our partners to, after they join as catalyst or change maker, is to report all the deal opportunity in the sales funnel tracking, right? So when they lock a deal with us for support, we want them to tag some of those deals that are related to the sustainability topic, 
right? And so again, not every deal is going to be related to sustainability, but as they now start making the pledge and they're walking the talk and they're promoting it, we are confident that more and more. So, you know, uh, and in FY20, we, we could track, this is without partners, just HP's own effort with our direct sales force or at global level, over a billion dollars of opportunity, right? In, in our sales funnel uh, have been linked to sustainability. But of course, now that we are expanding this in the partner network where the bulk of revenue is coming from, we're pretty confident that over a period of time, right? More and more deals will be tagged to sustainability and we're equipping our partners. So, so this is a start, right? We're tracking really the type of business that is associated with sustainability and tied to the things that we are equipping our partners to, 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 to sell with. And then over time, right, uh, we also hope to be able to offer um, the, uh, you know, change our rebate scheme to them so that the rebates can be richer. If you sell products and solutions that are associated with our sustainability solutions, you get a bigger rebate than if you sell a non-sustainable one. We're not there yet. There's still work in progress for the future, but that is the direction that we want to head towards. Well, you just hit on something, which is those incentives and aligning those in incentives. I mean, again, we all know that uh, whether it's corporate purpose or sustainability goals, it's one thing to declare one's willingness to participate and another thing to actually integrate best sustainability practices day to day. So I guess you're, you're, you're starting with the, the carrot, like saying, you know, this is something we would like you to do and it could better and improve your business and, you know, expand your opportunities. It may or may not. But at some point in time, um, you know, if those key partners are not participating or are simply declared without, you know, actually delivering, will you feel the need or do you feel the need to then, you know, pressure them to some degree uh, with, with uh, the idea that maybe HP isn't the best partner for them going forward. Could you ever come to that? I think that several things will happen in the background, Steve. I think that, uh, you know, with the higher heightened awareness around climate, et cetera, customers from consumer SMB to enterprise, right, will look out for and ask for sustainable solutions. You know, for example, in the consumer white goods, if you buy a refrigerator, a washing machine today, an air conditioner, you look for those green tick marks, right? Like an, an energy efficient, three ticks, five ticks, right? You already are looking for it. So in a way, you know, you guys are consumer, you're already demanding it, right? You're not certainly going to buy the energy guzzling air conditioner. I'm, I'm sure, right? You'll be asking those questions and looking for the right credentials. So in a similar fashion, I think over time, you know, even though, even if HP doesn't, tier our reward system that way, the market will naturally evolve that way. But certainly, I think combined with our push and the pull that will happen, I think the combination of the two, you know, will help to accelerate things more. I think we at HP, we want to be at the forefront. We know that the trends are happening in the background, but we want to be a, a thought leader, a market leader in saying that, look, you know, uh, for our, and our partners, uh, I think we've got good sign-up rate because they realize that the, the things that I'm, I've just shared is true. Mm -hmm. And for them too, they struggle with, uh, you know, retaining a young workforce as well, right? And they also realize that, you know, to have a good talent pool, having a selling purpose-led and, and, and being uh, identifying to those things is important for themselves as well. So I think it all adds up, Steve, you know, in the end. Yeah. So, so their issues are your issues to a large degree? To a, certainly to a large degree. Mm. What, what will success look like three years from now for you, uh, specific to this program? For me and for HP, I think success, especially the program that I just said, right? One, we've, we've set a goal 
that by 2025, we want to have at least 50% of our Amplified partners sign up. I think success for me clearly is 50% or more. I'm actually quite confident that we're going to hit a ratio that's higher than 50%. In fact, way higher. And I think success looks like that way, you know, that it's become a business imperative, you know, in, in the future, right? It's no longer an option to talk about. It's not a good to have. It's a business imperative to be able to do things that way. So I think that um, success for me looks like a high sign-up ratio. And along with the fact that um, for me also to be able to retain and have an exciting, diverse talent pool, right, uh, at HP, success also uh, looks that way to me as well. You know, it's not just an external you know, from a uh, business outcome, but also internally at HP, right? Having a richer workforce that's diverse and identify uh, more easily with these topics. You know, it's a mixture of the two. Yeah, and TC, I know how you like your targets. And as a longtime HP guy hitting and beating those targets, I'm sure this is just one more to add to your quiver, right? I, I think for us, you know, it's a win-win. I think more <laughs> important, you know, for us is uh, really about, uh, you know, the, the climate change, the, 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 the temperature goals that the worldwide has, the, the red code, code rate that the UN yeah. uh, has issued the report as we speak, right? Today, we saw in the news. I think success for me really is that our company, our ecosystem can play a part in planet Earth's journey to bring this, to normalize things and bring it under control. I can't think of a better place to uh, end the conversation and say thank you so much for your time and the work you do. Thank you, Steve. That was my conversation with T.C. Ong, HP's Managing Director for Greater Asia and a founding member of the Singapore-based Asia Corporate Leadership Council. T.C. is one of the handful of corporate leaders in Asia determined to bring corporate purpose to life. He's aided by an organization that for years has committed itself to leveraging its size and influence to deliver sustainable solutions as part of its core business practices. For TC and other regional leaders, implementing those plans in a thoughtful and meaningful way is often the trick. As noted in our conversation, operating in Asia is anything but a homogenous affair. Making adjustments country by country in order to accommodate market maturity, regulations, and cultural differences can be difficult and elusive. For veterans like TC, it's a matter of trial and error, testing approaches over and over again until you get them right. Driving sustainability practices across the HP partner ecosystem is no different. HP can declare its intentions to the broader partner community and advocate for practices that address climate change, social justice, and the digital divide. But how you actually convert the masses and then sustain those practices is the real art of the deal. First and foremost, any suggested changes must be practical. The tech product space is highly competitive and channel partners are highly price sensitive. This forces big brands to come up with creative incentives. Success depends on keeping the most reliable partners on side, while at the same time encouraging better business practices. HP is doing just that, footing the bill for supplier assessments to help partners meet the demands of a more environmental, social, and governance-sensitive marketplace. TC points to how enterprise customers throughout the region now require vendors to comply with new ESG guidelines. Failure to demonstrate those bona fides can mean losing the chance to bid for contracts worth millions. This is what we found most compelling, that by building purpose into the core business processes, it is not necessary to surrender profit. In fact, the evidence suggests quite the opposite. 
For organizations that extend themselves, doing good by doing well, reputation, loyalty, quality, and profits all thrive. Greenwashing, the practice of publicly announcing sustainable practices, then fudging in its execution, is the real danger zone for companies that know they need to get on board with the ESG movement, but don't have the energy or faith to actually follow through. No one expects companies to get it right all the time. What counts is the effort and a concerted movement in the right direction. TC is the first to acknowledge this. Nevertheless, it's his hope that through a combination of financial support and persuasion that he can convince 50% of his 5,000 partners in the region to sign up for the company's Amplify Impact program. It's the best thing we can do right now, he says. Ensuring that HP and its partners stay the course, make the changes, and capture the results is the real end game. Only time and perseverance will tell if the program delivers the billions of dollars of sustainable benefit that he and others envision. That's it for this week's episode of Inside Asia. We have more stories to share on how corporate purpose gets done in Asia. If you and your organization want to know more about corporate purpose, or you feel that you might benefit in joining the Asia Corporate Leadership Council, reach out to us. In the meantime, please share this podcast with your colleagues. We have over 180 episodes available on our website or wherever you search for and listen to your podcasts. Prefer reading to listening? Then subscribe to the Inside Asia newsletter. Visit us at www.insideasiapodcast.com. Leave your name and email address and start receiving weekly updates that highlight key points from the discussion, provide links to additional insights and articles, and reference earlier podcasts on related subjects. As always, we thank you for listening. Thank you.